I like to take my trousers off, you know. <laughs> so I'm getting really comfortable. I'm looking at Joe and I'm thinking that's the kind of level of comfort I'm yeah, after. Where are those boxes from? They're long. Yeah, I like long ones. <laughs> oh, they're like they look like cycling shorts. They do look like yeah. That's yeah. what I dream of. Boohoo! Yeah, <laughs> boohoo man, boohoo man. Oh, there we go. Oh, so much better. I might join you then. What do you think about these? What do you, what do you think about the amount of leg space? Oh, oh, oh my God. You look like a referee. You look like, <laughs> you, look like <laughs> you look like Toby when he goes for a run. Those <laughs> <laughs> socks. I couldn't wear those. I don't like ones that are that fluffy. Yeah, but when you got when you got long balls, <laughs> when you got a long ball, Larry. You gotta wear baggy ba shorts. <laughs> got long. <laughs> what do you think? You got long. You got long balls, Larry. Larry, you got long balls. You got long balls, Larry. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to Flix Radio. Today we've got a special announcement uh, in that today is a bonus episode, standalone from the series. We've uh, got quite a bit of flack, it's fair to say, for um, reviewing stuff that no one in the world has watched or knows about. So we thought we'd keep on going down that path, press ahead, and today we're talking about a little known programme called Love Island. Um, the basis of today's show is we're not really reality TV experts, but we're just as kind of caught up in the emotion of it as everyone else. Me and Joe have seen an episode before, I've seen a series before, but Carlos is here as our little kind of like experiment really, because he'd never watched an episode before in his life. He tried to stay away from it as much as he can, but he's watched one episode to then give it some fresh views on none other than Flix Radio. So say hello boys and we'll get started. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alright listeners, yeah we're ready. Yeah we're ready, hello listeners. Okay, so um, first off, uh, how are you two doing? Let's ease our way into this. <clears throat> yeah, I'm in horribly high spirits actually. Ooh. I just, I just love Flix Radio. <laughs> <laughs> just love Flix Radio, that's it. That's good, we've actually been away for a, a week or two, so um, we know you lot are chomping at the bit, so don't go too crazy. We know that... You know, there's a lot of things in life that people go mad for, like World Cup finals, Love Island finals, Champions League finals, but... Women's World Cup finals. Women's World Cup. <laughs> oh, I bear deep, man. Anyway, Carlos, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I had a, a lovely uh, round of uh, redundancies at work today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, after that, I'm, I'm flying as well. <laughs> um, you going to find a little bit of context for the punters, or are you just going to leave it as you've been made redundant? Uh I've actually not been made redundant, surprisingly, but um, I think legally I probably shouldn't go into it too yeah. much with names and stuff. But um, he's not in a job, we'll put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm currently sat in my boxes in Joe's in Joe's secret location. Almost gave it away there. But um, yeah, well, we we live and learn. We'll come again. As Joe's premier studio for anyone that's wondering. Um, also, we've chatted a little bit a little bit of shit recently about um, our former employers, Radio Thamesmead, and. We're going to have to eat a little bit of humble pie because they have been begging for us to return for a Series 2 on RTM. So uh, 
if you're listening to this in Thames Mead or the wider area and you hear us soon, obviously we do we do apologise. We thank you for everything you've done for us and we can't wait to have the headphones back on in the studio in Thames Mead. Joe, give us a rundown of what Love Island is for our international listeners, of which there are many that may not be aware of it. Okay, so keep it short and sweet. Love Island is a British reality TV dating show set in Mallorca in which young singles who are members of the public try and find love. The, the aim of the game is to couple up and the winning couple walk away with 50 grand, 50,000 British pounds. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. a lot of money. Well, you think it's a lot of money, but you know, um, last year they calculated that because of the appearances, well, basically once like you come out, couple appearances, it's worth something like... It's worth something like a hundred grand in the first month that you're out or something. Or it may it may even be way more than that, you know. But you get paid like thousands of pounds per appearance and you literally do like once you're when you're still hot, when you've got your fifteen minutes of fame, you're literally just lining up every like budget club in London. What are we doing here? We, UK. We need to get down to the gym. Yeah. And well speak for yourself. Flicks Radio. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be representing Flicks Radio next year on Love Island. We need to be joining. I did yeah. consider it. I did consider it. Fifty grand. And 100 just, grand in appearances. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I could buy a car or two with that. A car or two? <laughs> <laughs> Love the idea if you go, you'd make a fool of yourself. Go on TV to come out and buy a, bar, a pair of budget cars. A box all Corsa and a Ford Focus. You buy 50 uh, grand at a 14 plate Corsa. <laughs> I'll pay off your student loan as well. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's basically. Um, obviously the the worst thing you could do is go on it and then go out straight away but you might not know this. basically Carlos has only watched what will already be massively out of date to the listeners but the most recent show um, which Joe will explain in a, in a second what happened in it but it started off with obviously a whole load of people and one of them's already been voted off I don't know how to describe him like a 40 year old trapped in a 12 year old a bloke called Callum and there was a work on the other day and so there was a headline that was like Callum whatever whatever his second name is going going on Love Island ruined my life <laughs> <laughs> I've left and I'm a laughing stock because he had like a fairly good he's like an engineer or something. he had like a good job went on there left his job <laughs> was in it for like three days and now obviously can't get a job back and thinks he's like his head a celebrity but he's not and someone 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 on Twitter captioned it and said I don't know why you quit your job when you could have just taken up and you're leave you metal oh <laughs> uh, yeah no I, I hope for his sake actually that he was recruited and he didn't apply <laughs> so, so yeah joe if you could just quickly let the punters know what episode we're up to date with then they can kind of cast their minds back because they'll obviously there'll be i don't know a couple of episodes ahead of us who knows what could have happened but today we're talking about boom episode eight yes we're talking about episode eight today um in the episode curtis and amy have labelled themselves half-boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm. Joe and Lucy have labelled themselves exclusive. Yeah. And Sharif, um, the guy from South London, um, has kind of... You know missed... he's from Bexley Heath? Oh, he's from Bexley Heath. South London. It's the same <laughs> as Joe, the sandwich person. He's from fucking Kent. <laughs> Get a grip. Sorry, yeah. Sharif um, has mysteriously um, disappeared off the show without any mention from... Um, yeah, it hasn't been From actually... the narrator. Yeah, it hasn't no been mentioned. He appears said, in the like, background why? in this episode, but... It's not spoken about. Yeah, I've got a feeling that the producers cut some of his actual scenes because they're trying to fade him out without like, yeah, actually saying why. As the novelty of today is that we've managed to basically try to find someone that had never watched Love Island before, and he just happens to be <clears throat> our co-presenter on Flix Radio. What are your actual first impressions, Carlos? Right, first impressions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the show itself. 
I couldn't watch it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> let's be honest. It is utter, utter trash. Yeah, it's garbage. It is pure garbage. But still, be- still better than Shaolin Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> still better than Beats. <laughs> but- oh, actually, a really quick shout out. Um, basically, you will have seen on Twitter that we had a bit of a back and forth with the uh, our favourite character in Beats, uh, Spanner. I want to say he said he was going to listen in to today's episode. So again, thanks a lot. Thanks for getting back to us on Twitter. Uh, we loved the fact that you uh, didn't get too big for your boots after all your 10-star reviews on the show. Thanks a lot. Sorry, Carlos, as you were. Yeah, so what was I saying? That um, <laughs> You were saying that you think it's shit. It's utter trash, yeah. <laughs> but realistically, that is the point, isn't it? Um, and the one thing I took away from it was... Um, is the social media element. Mm. It is literally the perfect storm for our current social media age, isn't it? Like, um, for example, because I wanted to stay so clear of Love Island. Yeah. On the day it started, I just, my timeline on Twitter was just like packed out. Love Island this, Love Island that. I, I was not there for it. So I muted it, which I've never done before. And as a testament to Love Island, it is such a force on social media that even after muting it, I, I still I still know all the people, all the banter. Like it is just. What are the words that you muted? Love Island. <laughs> I don't know what else have I got to mute. You're like cracking on mug. I don't know. What's the other one? Is what it is. It's it's what it is. My whole Twitter. That's downloads. really pissing me off that that's a Love Islandism now because that was just like we uh, you, that was just a usable phrase before. Yeah. Well, anyway, in to- in total with um, Love Island, it is just this big, like absolute joke that everyone's in on mm. and memes and social that's media that's a good way of putting it actually yeah. it is a joke that everyone's in on everyone finds it super funny because of social media and then when you're watching it it is just this stupid silly stuff a bunch of weirdos um, <laughs> cracking on with each other and playing these weird psychological games yeah. and everyone's just in on this joke on Twitter and that's kind of what I thought, thought of it really yeah it's, it is fundamentally a weird concept did you ever watch like any? Have you ever have you ever watched like Big Brother or anything like that? Uh, back in the day, I used to uh, I watched a bit of Big Brother. Really? But the the actual, another point I have is that um, at uni we went through a very weird stage of our <laughs> house watching X on the Beach religiously. X on the Beach was banging. Every Tuesday night we'd all be sat down watching X on the Beach. It's quality. And what I quite, what I liked about X on the Beach in comparison to Love Island is there's absolutely no pretense about it. It mm. is it is it's trash. It yeah. knows it's trash. It, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is what it is. And it is it literally psychologically fucks with every single person who goes in there. It's the show is horrible, it's on the beach. It's yeah. all about making people have breakdowns live on TV. Yeah. And, and my god does it achieve that. And it achieves it and it is I feel like a horrible person for saying it, but it was so entertaining. Yeah. Whereas Love Island on the other hand does still have a little bit of pretense that it's this heartwarming show. Yeah. And that's kind of what turns me off it's of it. Because of Caroline Flack. What's an? Gosh, she just really gets on my nerves. Yeah, no, I think your, I think the point about social media is true though, because it is a. We live in a perfect storm of the world now, with like echo chambers and whatever. You do if you're on Twitter or Instagram, then you do get the feeling that literally everyone watches it, and that's the reason why it then has the draw of being the inside joke that you have to be in on. Because if you didn't, if there was, if Twitter was taken out of the situation, then I honestly don't. Like, I don't really see what the point would be, but mm. it feels like you're part of a conversation that's going on. You essentially would have to completely delete all social media yeah. to not get any sniff of it whatsoever. And even, like, delete 
social situations. My office is rife with people talking about really? it. Really? Like rife. I've been added to a group, a work group chat that chats about it. No mm. way. Yeah. It, I mean, and this is not a, like it's not like an environment where you'd even like think that. Lewis you know worked I mean? for MI5 as well. <laughs> <laughs> and like the the sheer scale of the thing, and its reach is just like absolutely mad. Like I watched it for the first time in like real time last year. Yeah. And I feel like that was the first year of it being like absolutely massive. Yeah, massive. that was my first series as well. Um, I, I also heard that the um, the production team of Love Island is like 400, 500 strong or something, which is like by far, the, I, I mean, I'm, I'm no expert on, on TV production at all, but it's... That's obviously massive. It's massive. There are, it's just like people doing... Um, like living nocturnally for however many yeah. months it's going on because they've just got edits so much stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, know, in terms of production team and a little secret, I was chatting to someone at the weekend uh, who has asked actually to keep their identity hidden, um, but she was basically let into some. Oh no, it's a she now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was letting like some secrets uh, of like what it's actually what's actually going when she works in TV. And she said that, um, first of all, this one isn't that interesting, but um, they banned smoking on it a few years ago because it was not good to like have all these kids watch people smoking 24-7. And whenever they're allowed to go out and smoke now, they have to go out one-on-one so they can't talk about anything um, to do with the show that's not being watched or monitored, which shows how much like of a wow. weird pressure environment it is. And also... They have one day off a week where they go down to the beach and like just are allowed to chill or whatever. But still, they are not allowed to talk about anything to do with the show. They're not allowed to talk to like their person that's not in their couple. So they're not allowed to like crack on or whatever it is. And they have to have a producer with them. Probably like there's so many producers. They have to have a producer. Like it's basically like going on a school trip where it's like a one to two producers the whole time to make sure that nothing happens that's like at all going to hinder the storyline that they're peddling in the show. And thirdly. They have a chat once an hour. They go and chat to the producers and they have a sit down about what needs to be shown in the next hour. So the the idea that it's like just like a completely natural environment where like love's allowed to prosper or whatever is complete and utter bollocks. Like they're being set up of like, right, you need to go and talk to him now to do X, Y and Z. And they need to go and like take them on a date and do whatever. Like this is this is what's going to happen because this is like what we're peddling on social media about it. So we need like cliffhangers basically that is it, it is pretty astonishing and what you said there about it being like a school trip mm. one of the things I uh, noted about it when I was watching was that everything about it is so fake and forced and weird and it, it, it reminds me so much and these are grown people yeah, these are big people and there it reminds me so much of my sixth form induction day when we were 16 <laughs> and I went to a boys school and it was when we got to sixth form, it became mixed. Yeah. And it was a bunch of sixteen-year-old nerdy boys who had fir- like seen girls coming into school for the first time, and genuinely like. Sounds so exciting. It, it was like spoken to four girls each. Yeah. Before. <laughs> and on on that induction day, we were just like group activities, like out in the sun doing like PE stuff, like what like egg and spoon races that type of thing. And genuinely, like people were cracking on Love Island style, being like. People were grabbing each other into classrooms, being like, "Have you seen her?" And honestly, no, please, boys, let me let me try and move her, please. please. You know what I mean? Like, it was it, like it was like that. It was it genuinely. Was like like, that. But I watched yeah, these big people boring. on Love Island, and the way they talk to each other, like 
you don't talk to women like that anymore. It's really, really It is like weird. sixth form. It's really weird. I remember we had a similar one at, at uh, Talis, but it was in, at the end of year six, we went into Talis as like with the students that were thinking of going there because you hadn't actually been, because I only got in on the waiting list, so it can't have been everyone that's confirmed. But it's like if you were seriously thinking of going there and like trying to get an all on the waiting list or whatever, you could go in and like have a practice class and a practice day. And I remember chatting to some, I must have been, what, like 10 or 11. I remember chatting to some girl there and then like falling in love with her and then turning up again at the front of your seven and she, she wasn't there. <laughs> it was the most guy I've ever felt. <laughs> oh, dearie me. But yeah, on that, I had a little question. Do you think that um, the people that go on this show are too young? As a first impression, Carlos. Then we'll ask Joe for more of the educated opinion. Uh, no, I don't think they're too young. I think they're just too stupid. <laughs> I think, no, no, that's out of order. Um, not. They're not, they're not going to listen to this. <laughs> don't, don't set the limit so low. Um, no, but seriously, I don't think they're too young. I think this is the life that they live at the weekend. Like They work in the week or do whatever in the week and then mm. they try and pull girls or pull boys at the weekend. Mm. A lot um, of people do that, though. Yeah, a lot of people do that, but I think these guys are just... I don't know. It's uh, it's hard for me to watch Love Island and I'm trying to refrain from this so much on this episode because I don't want to turn this into some weird like existential crisis about where society's at. Yeah, but yeah. like when I watch these people I truly do think like come on like the country's on the edge of a cliff right now yeah. politically and we're just like there's these are the t- t- calibre of people that are <laughs> running around like representing us in Mallorca like what, what like <laughs> I, I like the idea of the, yeah, the, right. the, EU, the EU comes to the <laughs> final meeting of the European Council. You know what? Just slap on an episode of Love Island and see what's actually going on. Yeah, get them out. Get them out. I, I think <laughs> They don't deserve it anyway. Get out of Mallorca and all like that. Especially considering like how, how, how long it's been since the whole EU referendum and that. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's really just goes to show how... Essentially, people care more about Love Island than they do... Yeah, hundred. Do you know what I mean? But do you think that's? I don't. I don't think it's do you think just that's that much just of a popular, surprise. Do you think that at the minute, Love Island is the meaning of popular culture, and people have always? Like, I don't think I can. I can't really get on a high horse about it because popular culture has always been kind of lowest common denominator, and it's always been. I mean, it's called popular culture because it's what everyone is into and everyone chats about. Well, you think you're, are you saying is so popular nothing, culture always going to trump? It's yeah, always like, and there's trump no like politics. we shouldn't get we shouldn't feel too down about this because that is just the way that society works. And maybe now it's a bit more all-encompassing because of social media. But it's always kind of been that way. Like, and people didn't... You know, I mean, people weren't like... I think... I, I know exactly what you're saying. I think that um, we've witnessed, like, a, uh, like it's gone down the hill further and further and further and culminated mm. with these types of reality shows that went at the moment. Because I don't even think Love Island is the worst one. Like, have you ever seen Just the Two of Us? No. <laughs> Like watch some real shit. Yeah, I I only watched the really terrible ones. But <laughs> you go from ITV two to ITVB. Yeah. <laughs> but like just the two of us, it's literally so where ITV by the way. Geordie Shaw characters give each other tattoos that ruin their lives. Like there was <laughs> there's an episode. It's hosted by a guy called Bear, right? And oh, it, he's like a he's a Geordie Shawish or one of them, isn't he? Yeah, I haven't I haven't even really seen Geordie Shaw to be honest. With bear tats, but yeah, long hair. So he presents it, okay, and, it and and he's got like his mate from Geordie Shaw on it, and he makes her get a tattoo 
so he's obviously bare and he he got with her while she had a boyfriend yeah so she he made her get a tattoo he could pick anything that she didn't know and they do like a big reveal at the end of the lesson uh, <laughs> like, and end of the end of the episode and then she, she he's literally got when have, you, when have you watched he, it? Don't worry, in it. He's literally got a, a um, tattooed on her body permanently a cheetah and a bear. And he's like, Yeah, I made you get this tattoo because you, I, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> but, like, you cheated on me and I'm bare. Like that. And she's Jesus literally, she, she is on a, in a heap on the floor, like, hyperventilating, like, crying. Why did you go on the fucking program then? But this is what I mean, like, so from when Big Brother first came in. That's the thing. When Big Brother first came in, it was thought of as being an actual, genuine social experiment. Yeah. Like, let's put some strangers in an environment and watch what happens. And then they realised that the most exciting thing was people relationships, fighting. Yeah. people fucking, and then people fighting, people fighting. Yeah. And then they realised that, hang on, we can actually just make this program, which Literally is just about just that. about <laughs> people fighting over who gets to have sex with who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and it's basically all soft porn. Yeah. And like, so yeah, it's it's we've ended up at this point, but I do think yeah, that I suppose this is it, it, it is the culmination of yeah. like a bad train. Yeah, you're probably right. What people are in it for now is a worse reason than what they were in it for before, I suppose. Yeah, and what you said about was it? I think it's you, Lewis. What you said about depends with a good point on it. <laughs> you said why the fuck do people go on it for? And that is that is the burning question. You've got because to be an actual freaks to go on this. Like it, it, it's so clear the effects that all of these shows can have on people, but people just still go through. With yeah. It. It's because the idea of people. I, what I do you want to be? I want to be famous. Well, yeah, but what do you mean famous? Well, ah, I just want to be famous. It's weird, isn't it? It's anyway, very... just to bring it back quickly, Joe. Do you think that these people are too young? Do you um, think there should be an age limit? I think Someone like nineteen. Yeah, that, that is very. You shouldn't be allowed actually. to. You shouldn't be allowed to ruin your life at nineteen. That's very true. Yes, you do, I mean you're, you're allowed to die. I think from that from that moral life, point of view, I'm fully fully life. behind it. But in terms of what the punters want, if you were to um, make the age, yeah, age bracket older, again, you're, you're at risk of um, the content being more kind of like mature, mature flirting and. Um, yeah, not the nitty-gritty um, young people stuff, basically. Yeah. Here's a question for you as well, then. If you think that you should be 18 to go on it, or you think even older, like I think that I think like 24, personally. If you should be 24 but to go on it. Maybe that's only because I, if I had a kid, I would slap them if they said I wanted to go on it. But the, well, that's, <laughs> that's clearly not for me. You know what I mean, But that's my question, is that if, if you've got to be that old to go on it, then yeah. surely you should be that old to watch it. Because I'm thinking of like 14-year-old boys and girls watching yeah. this programme. Like there's no doubt people, people pass it off that it is just this lovely big old joke. It's but like, there's no doubt in my mind that a 14 year old kid watching that is going to be like completely messed up. By yeah, it, it normalizes all it's, the wrong things. Basically, I think it's obviously I'm not really in the space where I can say this, but I think it's more dangerous for girls, especially with like like the pr- the pressure on the way that people have to look and they clear there is more pressure on girls of like looking a certain way and being like beach body ready and like the women on that and da 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 but the pressure having thought of having like a 13 year old girl that will these days have an iPhone and watch that every year until she's like 21 and by that point you're convinced that if you don't like that or you don't act like that or you don't that they don't get that kind of male attention then therefore you're not a good enough human it's weird isn't it I've got a question we kind of naturally um led towards this but when i knew that we were going to like hit this topic of love yeah. island on the bonus episode on the yeah, bonus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i was with my little brothers one of whom is 17 one's 18 mm. um and 
the 18 year old's girlfriend was there she's also 18 and they kind of just started having this little chat about love island and it literally lasted 15 seconds the the older brother's girlfriend solomon i'll shout him out and seal solomon's girlfriend do they, do they listen <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> solomon's girlfriend mentioned something about love island and seal like got involved and they had a little back and forth about yeah. it and then solomon just turned to him and went i don't know how you lot watch that and then they were like oh to be honest you just laugh at them don't you and that was the end of the conversation mm. and i thought like whenever i've thought about love island or spoken about it it tends to get into like this big crisis of like society and all its dangers yeah and i thought their conversation was literally like you either watch it or you don't it's all a big it's joke not that big of a deal, it's yeah. not that big of a deal so do we take it as it's just like relief it's not a big deal or is it unavoidable that it's actually just like it represents so much more i think we've had this is an issue that we basically come across every episode of like to what extent should you read deeper into something and mm. to what extent should you just take it at face value of what it is. I mean, this is, because this is reality TV, this is the one where you can probably have most, or certainly have a big license to be able to say, like from society level, like literally what is going on. Yeah. But also you can, you can, you slag off, but you can easily say like, I watch it, Joe watches it. So I, I can't really slag it off too much because I am, it's a, it's entertainment yeah. and I am entertained. And, and I, I love it. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. You're brilliant. In fact, it's 25 past nine now. It's going on as we speak and I'm I'm going cold. So I'm getting rashes. <laughs> what is it about it that you love then? Let's so, talk it up. Let's hear the good stuff. So this, yeah, this um, leads ni- nicely onto my first contribution anyway. Um, and it's basically that I'm massively conflicted about Love Island in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> I convinced myself that I'm not I'm above it. I'm not gonna to stoop to that level yeah. when it comes down to round to this time of the year. I'm definitely not gonna watch it, but then all I need is a little sniff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back on it. You sound like Michael Gove. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely it back on it. Um and I've I've done a bit of self psychoanalysis and I've come up with reasons why. Yeah, this sounds good. Well, right, so the why, fir- why number one? So the first being that I am very hypersensitive to just all human interactions. Like when I'm on a bus, when I'm on a train, I'm really, really hyper aware yeah. of body language and all of these um, interactions. Uh, interactions going on around between everyone around me. And this, this, this is just like Love Island is just perfect for that. Mm. I love to hate awkwardness. Like I find awkwardness... I don't know, I'd say I probably find it more um, painful than your average person. Yeah. Do you cringe quite easily? Really easily. I yeah. cringe at just, like, nothing. Do you like The Office? I do like The Office, but, like, for exactly for the same reasons. Yeah, like, yeah. I love to hate it. Yeah. Um, And also, these people are all a similar age to me, so it's like, do you know, it takes yeah, all, of, it takes all like of these the... boxes, and I... I really don't want to be in this position. I don't want to love it, but I just do. I just do. So yeah. They they have it. Yeah. He just does. Is that right for you, Carlos? You know what? It's it's absolutely fine for me. And I did actually just watch that episode, and Joe was in the room while I was watching it. And I'd be lying if he didn't catch me laughing out loud multiple <laughs> yeah. times. Like it is. It is fucking it so is, entertaining. It is. It is you know what? Everyone chatting about social media on its class. Everyone chatting in work about its class. Have you heard some of the rumours about why Sharif's been? Obviously, when this comes out again, you might know why Sharif got booted off. But have you, have you heard some of the rumours that were floating around? He voted Lib Dem. 
You know, I was telling you earlier on that I was going to talk about oh, my that, friend at work uh, created a meme. That's the meme. Really? He no created. He said he created. But have you seen the picture? He um, basically there was like you know when I do that thing where I like, do like mock up fake coverage. So oh like yeah. The thing yeah. about Piers Morgan tweeting me and all shit like that. Basically, we both did one for this, um, and I did one saying that uh, he got kicked. My one, my one didn't bang at all. But I did. I did one saying that um, he got kicked off because uh, he milkshaked Caroline Flack. Oh, you made that up? Yeah. Oh, I thought he actually did it. <laughs> no. Uh, that was. And then um, shout out to Dom. I'm not sure if he listened to this, but I love you. Uh, <laughs> he did one. He did one that was. Um, uh, yeah, Sharif has, Sharif Lanre, whatever his name is, has been kicked out of the villa for confessing to voting Lib Dem. Sub headline, he said he just did it to force a decision on Brexit out of Labour. <laughs> and then it went literally, he got his friend, he lives with like a journalist, he got him to tweet it because uh, he was kind of scared of tweeting it and it being like about like one of his bosses. Um, and literally within like an hour, it had like 400 favourites. Then it got blew up. And then the Lib Dems then took it and tweeted about it. No and way. then Alice Gamble's people <laughs> took it and tweeted about it. And then people were replying to it. The funniest thing is people were replying to this meme that he just knocked up being like, what? That's ridiculous. It's a fucking joke. <laughs> the state of the world these days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, any of you, have you heard some of the reason, the actual like more bona fide rumours of why he got booted off? Um, I don't know if I'd call them bona fide. I've 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 seen yeah. a couple. <laughs> One was that he was he was tanking in the in the jacuzzi. I'm going to hell for this episode. Imagine being like twenty, good looking boy, got a lot going for you. Play rugby. He's a chef. All right, now I'm going to go on Love Island, actually. All right, yeah, I'm going to risk it all. And what happened to that, by the way? Oh, you got caught tanking in the jacuzzi on TV. <laughs> There's another one going round that he got kicked up because he, because he booted Molly May. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm so done. <laughs> This is why this is just an elite, oh. elite program. Oh, yeah. Basically, now, by the time this comes out, you might actually know why Shreve Cook kicked off. So this might not be funny. So this might not be funny, but fuck it, we're going to have a laugh anyway. Yeah, yeah, apparently it was actually because he had a, had a spat with Ansem. Can we just all... Actually, oh Joe, God. you wanted to say some stuff. Anyway, anyway yeah, yeah. About... So th- this, that, this links nicely um, into what I was going to say because and it's always something that I've considered and I've, I've mused over, but... It's some. It's um, I think it's particularly stark in this in this series of Love Island. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's there are clear differences, the fundamental differences between people from London and the South, <laughs> and those from the North. Yeah, those from Wales, those from Scotland, all around the UK, but predominantly Provin- from the North and the West. Provincial towns. Provincial towns. And yeah, you've just Mate, got. It's so sad. So I've, I've I was I was thinking about. I've, a lot in this season so far in the last couple of episodes and I was just trying to I'm just trying to write down and get my thoughts out what are the fundamental differences yeah yeah and it just happened to be during um the bit where Tommy and Molly May were in the jacuzzi yeah and Molly May just goes you're just more out there 
Yeah. And I just think I think she actually fucking nailed yeah. it on the head there. There's far less pretense with Northern people. They're just more out much there. Much more heart on sleeve vibes. For sure. So much more sincere. Mm. Um, yeah, I was just wondering what you, if you um, boys agree, disagree, anything you'd add? I think there's definitely a level of sincerity with, personally, going to Leeds University, ended up having like, out of nowhere, loads of Northern mates. And the difference there was ridiculous. And like, it rubbed off on me in that, I took myself a lot less seriously after knowing them than I did before knowing them, which is definitely credit to just like hanging around with them. And there's a level of just like, oh, fuck it, who cares? Like, just say it, do it. Whatever I know. It's just like, oh, fuck it. Which definitely Southern people could learn a lot from. What's your take on Curtis? So, yeah. I absolutely love Curtis. I, I love him. Don't you think he could be a psychopath? No, no, he talks a lot of sense. He talks a horrible amount of sense. Basically, I think he might be a freak. I could, I could easily, I could easily find him like really cringe, but I just don't. I think he really strikes a really nice balance of being like intelligent, flamboyant, funny, like yeah, just good sense of humour. I sound like one of the flipping (laughs) cast of Love Island. Um, I'm watching my two friends melt down right now. (laughs) This is terrifying. Bear with me on this one. I feel like if he does stay in the show for a long time, which I feel like he probably will. Yeah, if it keeps, um, keeps I mean, by the, the time you listen to this, I may have been proven wrong. He but... could have had his head turned by a new bird entering <laughs> the <villa. laughs> Um I feel like his the impact that he could have on um, wider society and hello. his character, I feel like he could have an impact. Because wow, hello. Not only is he like a really likeable guy, but he's metrosexual. Yeah. And I think that could do a lot of work in terms of proving to people that are watching this show that like being metrosexual and being gay aren't one of the same one and the same thing mm. and being like overly masculine yeah exactly and i think he i think he's massively shown up all of the kind of um yeah. alpha male masculine yeah, yeah, yeah. like men in there and carlos what are your thoughts on tyson fury's little brother going on love island do you think he's just done it to further his career stage one it is pretty, it is genius. Cause I saw Frank Warren come out about it and say like, really, what's he said? Frank Warren's like, yeah, it's a great move. He said that he's, he's as it is to be fair. You'll get so much more money for a fight. Exactly. Like when he comes out and has any fight now, sell he's gonna he's gonna sell it out. Yeah. It doesn't matter who he's fighting. Um. So yeah, in that in that sense, it probably is a good move. Mm. And like, all they probably do at the Villa is work out. So it's not like yeah. he's gonna be getting super unfit out there. Mm. Um. And then, but the one thing I did think was like, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he, but he's, he, how old is he? He's like twenty or something. Yeah, yeah. but again, he's a bit like AJ though. He's a bit too wham for for boxing. I think he needs to. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching some of his fights uh, the other day. Some of them were on YouTube, and he's. It, it's looked like he'd like gained all of that before going on the show, like as in like a. Oh, he's got bigger. Got bigger to like be like the big bloke on the show because when he was fighting, he looked much more like loose and. Yeah, just like a normal fighting fit. Yeah, mm. fight. but um, I was I was watching. He he does sound a lot like Tyson Fury. It's so weird. It is, yeah. It's hilarious. And I was also <laughs> and I quite liked him. I think out of all the people, he was the most like easily likable. Yeah, I liked him the most. Um, you don't I, like I him can then. test that actually. Really? Yeah. Well, I think he went in there, and then like after the first day or whatever, when he um was having a little tussle with Joe over Lucy. Yeah. Lucy, um, I thought. Then he massively showed up Joe. Yeah. Joe looked like a little like yeah. a little immature little puppy yeah. getting really sweaty over him like, like pairing off of her. Him. Oh god, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, but and then obviously he he um portrayed himself as this like really respectful, like upfront, like soft hearted guy. I would Do you know what I mean I would crawl to the moon and back. And then I but I just thought like 
if I put myself in the position of a girl watching this show, yeah. thinking at first, oh yeah, he's like so lovely. I think yeah, he came across as a bit of a snake because he was like saying one thing and doing another. All right, to round this off then, <laughs> have you got any uh, kind of final remarks that you'd like to say about Love Island for our bonus Love Island special? I do. Yeah? Um, what I think the show is lacking is um, girls chasing boys. Ooh, that'd be good society-wise. Um, yeah, girls pursuing boys. I just think like it's obviously like really embedding the stereotype that mm. um, boys go after girls, and that's the only way that it, it should be happening. Yeah. Um, and I think it would obviously like massively spice it up if it if 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 it was a two-way street. And, in fact, last year, what was her name? Was her name Megan? The one that ended up with um, Megan. What's the name of the bloke? You know it. Wes. Wes. That's the one. And wasn't didn't she like she basically went in there and did that and she like started going after boys and she got like so much abuse mm. uh, for like kind of being basically having like a classically stereotypical like men's mentality of like you know, I like him so I'll go off. Interesting, um, Carlos. Do you reckon that um, we are we? Do you reckon one we've gone too deep? People should just watch it. Two, fundamentally, it's a problem and it shouldn't be allowed. You certainly shouldn't. Young people shouldn't be allowed to watch it. Or three, I haven't got a third option. Which one are you going for? I'll be the boring old grumpy git and say two. <laughs> Let's be honest, the world would be a better place if it wasn't on TV. Yeah. All right. So, the world would be a better place if it wasn't on TV. That is the final... The world would be a better place if we didn't do this podcast. <laughs> that was the final... <laughs> so true. That was the final remark on our bonus episode, Love Island Review, from three boys that... Quite frankly, our hearts weren't in it, but good <laughs> were the punters. See you next time. Ta-da. <laughs>